Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You are listening to the One Good Scare podcast with Natalie Zamora and Max Mallow. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the One Good Scare podcast. I'm Natalie Zamora, and I'm here, of course, joined with Max Mallow. Hey, Max, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I thought you were going to, I don't know, it sounded like you were going to hide me up there for a second. My great host, Max Mallow, who's just always here with me, always ready to provide the great insight. (laughs) But yeah, no, things are good. Um, We got an exciting episode planned for us today. Not much going on in the horror world um i thought we'd take a break from doing the retrospective pieces on the popular horror series as we've done two already so we thought we'd tie something into a podcast with what we've been dealing with in quarantine and what horror movies we've watched on streaming services since then yeah definitely hopefully this gives everyone listening some ideas to watch i know when the weekend rolls around, I'm like so excited that I can watch movies and then I turn on my TV and realize I have no idea what to watch. And I feel like all the streaming services, I've watched all of the quote unquote good movies because I can never branch out and you know try something new. So if people are home, um, you know, Thanksgiving, time uh is coming up so if you're home bored and have a break and want to watch some movies we have some good ones to suggest yeah and we've kind of limited it to the major streaming services and some obscure ones that some might not follow yeah to say obscure i mean they're, <laughs> they're not really obscure but of course when everyone thinks of streaming services they think of netflix and amazon prime and then i think below that people might consider hulu but of course there are yeah great services like hbo max which i've become a big fan of during quarantine there's okay. shutter which is like the one for horror fans which mm-hmm. i'm sure if some of our listeners are big horror fans they'd be like oh yeah of course and they go i got a shutter the thing that i was so surprised about was as a big owner of apple products I've never used Apple TV before, but my parents were like, oh, we're buying it. I wanted to watch Ted Lasso, which I heard was really good on Apple TV. Yeah. And I was like, can you give me your subscription? And they were like, sure. So, you know, I did the same thing that every millennial does and stole their parents' <laughs> subscription. And then I just went through the Apple TV library and there's like every movie you could possibly want. So the only annoying thing about it is that I can't cast to my Chromecast for obvious reasons because I don't think Apple and Google want you crossing uh crossing the streams there so yeah we've we've left that apple tv and just kind of gone with the the major streaming services but mm-hmm. before we do that our horror news roundup major news for both of us we're super excited about this one scream 5 wrapped on production we got pictures of kevin williamson on set with 
uh, with Sidney Campbell and Sidney Campbell, Nev Campbell and uh, <laughs> Sidney Prescott. Sidney Prescott, yeah, and uh, Courtney Cox, and yeah, it looks great from the four pictures I guess that we were looking at from the production set. But it's so depressing because it's not called Scream Five or Five Cream, which I was really hoping <laughs> for. It's just called Scream. Yeah. What do we think about I, that? I'm not a fan. It just gets confusing when there's already a movie called Scream, especially when it's the original. And that's kind of, you know, the one that people most talk about. Um, I think, in my opinion, it's the best one. You know, it's iconic. It's a huge movie. And now they're just going to say, you know, it's been X amount of years. It's been a long time. So now the fifth one we're going to name Scream. It's the same thing as Halloween, the 2018 new one. They just called it Halloween. And to me, it's confusing. And I follow these movies, you know, so I can only imagine someone that's like casual watcher, casual horror fan is going to be confused. What did you think? Yeah, you brought something to my attention. Uh, Dead Meat James tweeted out saying like he doesn't like it either. And I saw in the replies to it that... Someone had suggested it's a Hollywood thing because titling something Scream 5 for normal moviegoers when they're like, I haven't seen 1 through 4. Why would I bother seeing 5? Mm-hmm. So they call it Scream. They're like, oh, okay. Like, I know Scream. I've heard of this before. I'll just go see this one. But like, mm-hmm. at the same time, you buy a ticket to it. You go into the theater and you're like, wait, there is so much going on here that I have no clue what's happening. Like, I'm sure that's like a – that's not a major – part of the the population of people who are going to see this movie but i agree it's confusing because you run into these issues like halloween is a good one to focus on because there are so many movies in that franchise as a whole and Mm -hmm. there are now three movies just titled halloween there's the original there's the rob zombie remake and there's the 2018 one and of course it's also the umpteenth time they've reset the halloween timeline so it's i agree it's very confusing five cream is perfect the five fits for the s they could have done scriforum if they wanted to for the fourth one but they just called it scream four i'm just missed opportunities here with the naming and numbers but overall as a whole super excited about a fifth scream movie and yeah you know i hope this one uh lives up to the hype of the franchise and of course um kevin williamson had talked about how he Hope that Wes Craven will be proud of him and how he's carrying on the franchise. So I have uh, I have a lot of high hopes for this movie. And I wonder how they're going to uh, take the, the series in this direction. Because I would assume maybe they're not going to do the same like continuation of the fourth storyline with, uh, with Kirby, Hayden Panettiere's character, who was like, rumored yeah. to kind of be alive. Because she wasn't shown like completely dead on screen, which obviously is a big horror trope. But... Right. You know, I don't know if I really want to carry on with that. I think I'd rather just do like a a Halloween 2018 route and just flat reboot it and go as like a direct sequel to the original, which might be the way they go. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, but moving on, I mean, we have uh, some news out of Mindhunter, a Netflix series. Now, you're a big fan of Mindhunter, yes? Yeah, I really like this show. I think it's really good. Um, and... I really liked the first season, but I think I liked the second season even better. I think they were both, you know, up there, really, really well-made, great acting, all of that. So 
um, recently, David Fincher pretty much like put the axe to it, not confirmed, canceled, but he said that it's probably over. Um, so, you know, fans were pretty upset. And now a new interview just came out. Um, he is teasing that he wants to go back and revisit the show at some point. He was saying that he would really like to include serial killers from the 1990s and the 2000s, specifically the BTK killer, um, real name Dennis Rader, for serial killer aficionados. Um, so I hope that that happens, but it didn't seem like, you know, in the next year we're going to pick it up. It kind of seems like I would like to go back to that show at some point. So there's hope. There's hope for some of those fans out there. Obviously Fincher, super well-respected director in all of movies, Gone Girl, yeah. Social Network, Seven, Zodiac. I mean, just so many movies that have been box office successes. And I know Mindhunter had a, a lot of a, a big following and a bit of a cult following as well. So. We'll see what yeah. happens there. I feel like the serial killer wave has kind of died off. Because I remember, like, I know. was it, like, mid-2019s when we had the... The Ted Bundy. Yeah. All, like, the Ted Bundy Netflix. I feel like Ted Bundy, like, just came out because it was, like, such a popular thing for, like, the span of a year. Yeah, the Ted Bundy Netflix doc. And then we had the Zac Efron Netflix movie. And Mindhunter, the second season, and yeah, I agree. That was kind of a thing for a little bit, longer than a year, though. Um, just serial killer adaptations and, you know, all of that. But I, you, yeah, I agree. I haven't seen much of the serial killer genre in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, also Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which isn't like a serial yeah. killer movie, but of course it has one of the most notable serial killers of all time as part yeah. of it in Charles Manson and the Manson Family. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what direction Netflix wants to take with Mindhunter and if they want to try to continue to piggyback off the success of the haunting of series that they have going on yeah. with, um, with Mike Flanagan. But the final piece of news, which is interesting to say the least because this is a series that's become extremely muddled over the past couple of years, which is American Horror Story. And yeah. one that I feel like everybody loves and has great memories of watching Murder House and Coven and Asylum. And then after a while, they were just kind of like, uh, this is a lot to keep up with and there's a lot going on. And mm -hmm. that's not to say anthology series aren't easy to follow or fun to follow. But, you know, it comes to a point where it's like, I would have, you know, wished that they either did a full series on just Murder House because Murder House is a great plot. But of course, you know, yeah. they all tie in some way. You know, mm -hmm. there, there's pieces and, and obviously actors and actresses that reappear in different parts of American Horror Story. But there's also, I feel like, a large population of people who have just like, quote unquote, cut the cable. They just don't have cable TV <laughs> anymore, right? Like, I don't have it living in New York City. I do all streaming yeah. services. But there's a, a spinoff coming called American Horror Stories. Very yeah. original name. <laughs> so these are all just one-hour standalone episodes with some uh, AHS stars involved in it. And, I mean, the, the stars that have come from this franchise are so notable now, um, a couple of which are your, like, big-time favorites. Um, yeah, Evan Peters. Evan Peters, yeah. I feel like Evan Peters. <laughs> ever since Murder House, he just completely blew up. And then yeah. uh, Jessica Lange and oh yeah, just so many names in that series. But yeah. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see what this spin-off series is going to be because at some point, like, you got to just, you know, 
you got to put the nail in the coffin and, and lay it to rest, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because they're still doing American Horror Story season 10, which is supposed to come out next year. So I think this will be like far along the the pipeline coming. I have no idea when this will come out, but you know, I'm going to watch it. I I don't know what expectations I have, but I still have kept up with American Horror Story. Um, I really, really loved Apocalypse. That one was my last favorite. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's a well-made horror show, so I'm going to watch it whether or not the season is great or not. Um, so, you know, I'm excited for this spinoff, but I don't have extremely high expectations. Yeah, the last one I watched was Roanoke. I enjoyed Roanoke. Yeah, and, and you need to watch Apocalypse. It ties in Murder House. Well, see, that would get me to watch it. But I was, yeah. I was like, yeah, this is so many. After Freak House and Hotel, which featured Lady Gaga, I was just... I didn't love Hotel. I was just over it. I was like, there's so much to watch. And after not even having cable TV and wanting to watch it every Thursday, I was just like, okay, let me just wait for this to come out on Netflix. And it takes like yeah. a whole year it for that to year. happen. So... Obviously, there are easier ways to watch it now. There's obviously like FX on Hulu and stuff, which I believe is where this is going to be primarily showcased. And there's 16 yeah. episodes of this thing. So yeah. FX loves this Crazy. property. F FX just loves American Horror Story, and they will let Ryan Murphy do whatever the hell he wants, which yes. for a lot of people is like, cool with me. I'm good with that. But that's the quick roundup in, in horror news. No five cream, RIP. But let's get into our main Good topic idea. for the day. Our main topic for this week is the best horror movies currently streaming on the internet. And this is an idea you brought up. I'm ex uh, super excited to to go into our list. We each have 10 movies. We'll go all the way down Natalie's list. We'll go all the way down my list. And we'll just talk about each movie a little bit. And, and hopefully you guys have some movies on here that you either A, agree with us, B, haven't seen, or C, Either A or B, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> See, you weren't listening. That's okay. Um, so I think we should keep this a spoiler-free discussion. I had written down as a note just because if people are watching or, or if people are listening and want to watch these movies, they might not want to if we reveal the ending. Um, so let's stick to that. And yeah, so the my number 10 movie. Oh, I also want to add that originally I thought we could do this all Netflix horror movies and Max and I soon realized Netflix has taken off a lot of their good horror movies. So shame on you, Netflix. You really let me down. Yeah, I don't know if that's like a, you know, it's November 1st. Let's just ditch all these movies for now and bring them back later. And like, I, I would love to know the intricacies of all these streaming platforms and how they negotiate the rights for these movies and everything like that. Because, you know, uh, traveling for work when I was in Russia, I was extremely excited to find out that all of Shark Tank, which is not horror related <laughs> at all, is on Netflix on in Russia. Netflix. I could, I binged all of Shark Tank when I was <laughs> in Russia, and I come home and Netflix is like, "You are not in the right region to watch the show." And I was like, "What?" So. I'm super interested in all this stuff, but yeah, we quickly went through Netflix. One movie I was going to throw on my list immediately was Green Room, and I was like, all right, let me just make sure it's still on here, and it wasn't, and I was no. like, oh, okay, we need to expand this to a bunch of streaming services, please, otherwise we're going to end up with just lists of movies that people are like, uh, are you sure yeah. about that one? <laughs> yeah, we'd be like, this one was all right, wasn't terrible, give it a shot. 
Um, okay, so my number 10 movie, I have like a two, two-parter here kind of because my number 10 is Creep, and then I also added Creep 2 because if you like the first one, you'll probably like the second one. So Creep came out in 2014. Um, it was directed by Patrick Bryce and Mark Duplass. Mark Duplass, I'm a really big fan of. You might know him from, he's an actor from The League or The Mindy Project. Um, he's also a filmmaker with his brother, Jay Duplass. So big fan of them. Um, so Patrick, Patrick Bryce and Mark Duplass star in Creep. And it is a wild movie. It's about a guy, he accepts this job on Craigslist to record this like video diary of sorts for the character Duplass plays um, because he says that he's sick and he's dying. So he wants to record this diary for his child. Um, it gets really weird really fast. It's super unpredictable. And Mark Duplass is just a freaking weirdo creep, as the title would, would tell you. Um, it's like a found footage type of movie, which, of course, has been done a million times. But this one, it's it's really interesting. And I think it's entertaining just to see him in action. So uh, the sequel came out 2017. It's just called Creep 2, also on Netflix. So, yeah, I would recommend both of these. I think they're pretty interesting and original. Duplass also was in The One I Love, which I loved that movie. With, yeah. With him and Elizabeth Moss. Uh, mm-hmm. super good obviously the leak like you said one of the best sitcoms of all time and i believe a third one's in the work as well for creep yeah mm-hmm. i'm not sure if they started um production or anything like that but they're planning a third one very interesting also i like this entry you've also broken the rules this is technically a top 11 list but i'll let it <laughs> just just add at the end oh yeah there's also a sequel watch it too yeah exactly but cool yeah i have seen the original creep i haven't seen creep 2 which i saw was on netflix when we were going through our movies i was like oh that's interesting i probably should watch that yeah it's a similar story you know he has a new victim there um just kind of tuning into his absurd life and oftentimes scary he is a he is definitely a creep in that movie Perfect. Um, Okay, my number 10 is 10 Cloverfield Lane. This is on IMDb TV, which is free. It has commercials, which is kind of annoying, but it's free, so I use it sometimes. So this movie um, is from 2016, and um, it's part of the Cloverfield universe. We touched upon that a little bit in our last episode when we talked about A Quiet Place. Um, You know, I'm not a huge fan of these type of movies, as I said last week, but... This one is really interesting, and the acting is so good, in my opinion, that it makes it worth it. And there are a few, like, really big surprises. It's not that predictable. Um, So it stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead and the iconic John Goodman, who I just love. He can play a weirdo, creepy person so well. He's such a good actor. Um, So the story is about, you know, there was this accident that the woman Winstead plays. Um, She was in an accident and then she's saved by Goodman's character. He's basically living in this bunker that he's created. Um, He's like this very paranoid person, scared that the world's going to end. And basically he tells her that there's been like this uh, attack outside of sorts. And then it goes into, you know, the Cloverfield universe is that there's this threat outside. You don't really know what it is. It might be like a monster, but you can't go outside because you'll probably die. So that's all that 
she knows the main character um and you know he keeps her there and then another man is there too that he's keeping and it's kind of like he's keeping them there and he's saying that it's for their own good but of course as many horror movies will reveal it's not really for their own good and he is scary and he's just a really good character so this is my favorite Cloverfield movie I really do like the first one just because it's you know the first one is decent didn't like the third one this one is my favorite yeah third one I didn't enjoy at all first one first one you gotta love I feel like all yeah. like the, the middle schooler in me yes was just like was like what is this movie like crazy marketing and you know for me i guess one of the real like found footage movies i can remember watching like i didn't watch blair witch at a young age and paranormal activity came after but the 10 cloverfield lane idea was super interesting to me one because of mary elizabeth winstead um yeah that's my girl love her final destination three um but it took the series in a completely new direction. And I don't want to get yeah. into spoilers because this movie does like it does pay off in the end, right? It it it's yeah. well done to the point where like you're not left being like, Well, I don't know what happened. Like it's yeah. It it's very uh it, the uh how am I trying to say this? The exposition you have to go through is is worth it. Just Yeah, the ending is really good. Right. I would say like sit through this movie if you find it's being a little slow just you know get through it we promise it's worth it in the end and then don't watch the third one and i'm surprised the third one is the third one's a netflix original i believe yes so it is. i'm surprised that like netflix wasn't just like let me just lock up all of the cloverfield products and like let me have all three streaming on here at all times right you think yeah i i didn't even know imd imb imdb tv was even a thing so <laughs> It's you, not bad. You watch for commercials or something, right? Yeah, it has commercials, but it's not, it's like a few. It's not like a, if you're watching TV and there's full commercials, it's just a few ads. Gotcha. It's also got um, John Gallagher Jr. in it, or uh, who you might guys, who you guys might know from Hush, which is a Flanagan yeah. project, and The Belko Experiment, which is a fun movie if people haven't seen it. It's just, it's like, Battle Royale meets Office Space. <laughs> I love that movie. That movie's so fun. But, Office uh, Space. Yeah, I like your uh, your number nine entry. Good choice. Awesome. Um, we're going to take a quick break for an ad of our own, and then we'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. So my number eight, I'm not sure if people will agree with me that this is a good movie, but it's a guilty pleasure for me. So Paranormal Activity 3, it's streaming on Amazon Prime and Hulu. Um, so this is obviously, as the name indicates, it's the third movie of the Paranormal Activity series. Um, it came out in 2011, and it was actually directed, this might give it a little bit of uh, credibility, it was directed by Henry Joost and Ariel Shulman. So these two, they made the Catfish documentary that inspired the Catfish TV show. So Ariel Shulman is the brother of Neve Shulman, who starred in Catfish and has the TV show Catfish. Um, so they're good. They're good filmmakers. This one is my favorite Paranormal Activity movie because I would just say it's not predictable. 
the story had at least me on the edge of my seat. Uh, I saw it in theaters. I remember I really liked it. And I've watched it multiple times since then, just on TV or on streaming. And I think it's really enjoyable front to back. Um, there are some of the cheaper jump scares that come with the paranormal activity territory, but I think it's really fun. And there is, you know, the story behind it of the uh, paranormal activity series, but I think it's simple enough that you could watch this if you haven't watched the first two. It's pretty easy to understand. Um, so I recommend it. I like this one a lot. I enjoy three a lot as well. I think a good one. something with this French, like you would rank these probably one is the best, two is the second best, and three is the third best. But that's not saying that two and three are bad movies at all compared to one. I missed out on the wave of the first one because I was a little bit of a scaredy cat when I was younger. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to see this movie. And all the commercials for it were the terrifying. Yeah, yeah, the marketing was insane. I remember I saw it just because of the marketing. It was like, you're going to faint. People have left the theater. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going right now. It's like, and, you know, it's like well, how much is that worth? Like, my grandpa left Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone because he was like, this is Hollywood garbage. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> I was like, he left the theater during that. Does that count for something in your Harry Potter marketing? But yeah, it was like night vision of people just being like, ah, and just like freaking yeah. out. But so like I missed that one. I saw the second one in theaters with my best friend in high school because he was like, yo, let's just go see it. It's just supposed to be super scary. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, sure, dude, whatever you say. And I saw it. And, you know, when you get out of a horror movie, you're like, oh, that wasn't scary. That was so cool. Like, I loved how they did yeah. that. And then you go home and all the lights are on in your house. And, you know, you're yeah. running up the electric bill because you're terrified. Um, but this one came out when I was a freshman in college. Mm -hmm. And this was the first one I was, like, super hyped to go see in the theaters. And it expands the lore of the franchise super well. Goes into the the childhoods of, of Katie and Christy. Yeah. The two main female leads in the series. And yeah, be careful because after this one, the series just takes a complete jump off a cliff. But yeah, I agree. This is worth watching. I might have even put it higher up on my list if I was making your <laughs> list. But yeah, it's available on Amazon Prime and Hulu, correct? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, on both of them. I noticed that a lot of the same horror movies I saw on multiple platforms. So I thought that was interesting. I mean, also good for people, but interesting. Yeah, the Paranormal Activity franchise as a whole, I would not look at it with good light just because there are a few terrible ones, but the first three, solid. Um, my number seven is, I know what you did last summer, Amazon Prime. I spoke about my love for I know what you did last summer in our first episode about hot takes just because I think people do enjoy this movie, but I honestly think, you know, it's, it's one of the best 1990s horror movies. I think this is so much fun. It really is just iconic. Um, and it did spawn a few sequels. Obviously, people aren't that much of a fan of them. I still think they're good. Um, but the original, it's iconic. It's from 1997. It's based on the book of the same name. I actually read the book in high school, and I really, really liked it. So I'm a fan of this franchise. Uh, and of course, no iconic 90s movie is uh, complete without an iconic 90s uh, cast list. This one, it has Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Phillippe, and Freddie Prince Jr. 
so many big heartthrobs of the time, and that's just how horror movies were made back in the day. Like, they had to have the quote-unquote hot cast, or else people probably weren't going to watch it, or it wasn't going to make a lot of money at the box office. So I know what you did last summer. I think it's a classic. If you haven't seen it, you really, really should watch it. Agreed. I have one thing to say for those who haven't seen it yet, and it is, what are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah, great. I was, I was waiting for that. <laughs> great movie. Also, like, one of the best movies to come in the wave of horror movies after Scream, after Scream. had just blown up all of Hollywood and was like, look, you need to be smart, and if you're not smart, people aren't going to like your movie. So, yeah, totally rate the original. Don't rate the ones after that. <laughs> <laughs> You notice I didn't add any more of them on my list, even though they are guilty pleasures. Yeah, but, I'm, proud, yeah. I'm proud of you for that one. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. My number six, also Amazon Prime and Hulu, is Children of the Corn. I love this movie. Watched it at such a young age, so I have that nostalgic factor. Um, it was made in 1984, based on a Stephen King short story of the same name, Um Basically, you know, kids are freaking creepy and scary. I stand by that. Any movie, any horror movie that, you know, is about kids, I'm going to be a little bit interested in because they have that horror factor that I think almost everyone would be afraid of. You put a kid in a scary situation, they're evil, you're going to be scared. So, you know, Children of the Corn, classic story. These two um, people are traveling you know, road tripping, and they have to ask for directions, they get lost, they don't know where they are, they end up in this town, which is literally just cornfields and cornfields and cornfields, end up in the town, and only children are living there, they're like, where are your parents, you know, where's the adult, where's the pastor of the church, where's this, nowhere to be seen, Um, and things get creepy really, really fast, this is really just reminds me of growing up, and I love children of the corn. Awesome. I'm glad that this reminds you of growing up <laughs> and your childhood. Uh, it's also got Linda Hamilton in it, who yeah. many yeah, people, mean, many people, woman. yeah, might, might uh, know her as the amazing Sarah Connor, um, who just did not need to come back for that last Terminator movie, which I suggested myself to. God, that movie <laughs> sucked. And I love the Terminator franchise, but that movie was so bad. But she's amazing. I mean, I like when I think of Children of the Corn, I think of that iconic poster with the the scythe or the sickle, whatever you want to call it, stick with a long blade on it and just all the Mm -hmm. cornfields and Stephen King, you know, attach Stephen King's name to something and you're more than likely going to have a smash on your hands. So, yeah. Yeah. And the song is so creepy. I have it stuck in my head just randomly. It's kind of like children's voices, like vocalizing. Um, it's stuck in my head right now. I'm not going to sing it because that would be terribly embarrassing. So just look it up or watch the movie. Well, hold on. You can actually sing. So Yeah, but I don't want to sing this. This is literally like high-pitched like vocalizing. I'm not doing it. Oh, just no, look it up. No, thanks. Watch the movie. No, thanks. <laughs> it's creepy um yeah so amazon and hulu for children of the corn very good um my number five is i think the newest movie on my list it's called the lodge and it's on hulu i watched this movie in theaters soon before quarantine shutdowns happened um it 
was directed by Veronica France and Severin Fiala. Um, it is, I actually had not heard of them. That's why I had a sec, it took me a second to pronounce their names. But this movie is really good. It has such a creepy factor. It's about um, this family. The parents are divorcing. They, um, or they are divorced and the dad is getting married to a new woman the dad, the new woman, and his two kids go to the lodge to have, like, a family trip to get to know the new stepmom. Um, she is supposedly really creepy. They make her out to be creepy, but then it turns out the kids kind of have something to do with what's going on. They don't have the best intentions. Um, Jaden Martell, who played Bill Denbro in the new It movies, he's one of the kids, big fan of his, um, did a really great job in the It movies. And this overall, the overall tone of this movie is just really creepy. It kind of has that dark tone, and it's in a lodge in the cold. You kind of just, like, feel cold. They're in, like, a, a cabin, and you feel that creepy, cold feeling. Does that make sense? Like, if something takes place where it's really cold and there's snow, it kind of just feels scarier. Am I the only one that feels that way? Oh, no, I wear a winter coat when I watch 30 Days a Night, totally. <laughs> It just has that, like, everything is dark. Obviously, things can be scary when it's hot outside summer and full of light, but I think the darkness and winter and, you know, no heat, that makes everything scarier. So The Lodge, I've recommended this to so many people. It's on Hulu now. It definitely is underrated. Loved it. Yeah, I need to check that one out. I believe my girlfriend saw it, too, right before quarantine and lockdown started happening, around, like, January, February, I want to say. Um, yeah, I need to check this one out and I guess bundle up and get some gloves and some mittens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to need it to watch it. Um, so my number four is, I didn't even know this was on Amazon Prime. I'm very happy to have found it on there. We need to talk about Kevin. This is another underrated movie. I will vouch for this movie so hard because I love it so much. Um, it was made in 2011. It was directed by Lynn Ramsey, um, and it's based on a book by uh, Lionel Shriver. I actually tried to read the book, and it creeped me out a lot, and I was not in the headspace at that time, so I kind of had to like put a bookmark in it, and I have not come back to it since, but it was one of those books that's even creepier than the movie adaptation, which I love. Um, so the movie is really, really creepy. It stars Tilda Swinton, Ezra Miller, and John C. Riley. John C. Riley, of course, is known for so many of his com comedies, comedic roles. He's a goof, but in this one, um, he's not scary. He's a good guy, but he did the drama well. Ezra Miller is basically the creepiest person in the world. It shows him growing up and his mom, Tilda Swinton, raising him, and he basically hated her his whole life. He was like a demon child. And then um, it all kind of leads up to this climax of him. He's in high school and he, obviously no spoilers, but he does something terrible. And the whole town kind of turns on her. You really feel for her in this movie. It's not a straight up horror, but it's a thriller. You're on the edge of your seat and it's freaking disturbing is all I will say. I think of it now and I kind of like get like butterflies just thinking about how effective it is. The first time I watched it, I definitely cried and I, I was just disturbed. That's, that's all I can say. Yeah. I mean, 
stellar cast you got here for the the three leads in Tilda yeah. Swinton, John C. Riley, aka Mr. Cellophane, and Ezra Miller, aka The Flash. <laughs> it's crazy to think about this movie coming on the list for you talking about so passionately about it. Is now obviously Tilda Swinton and John C. Riley are two very established actors in Hollywood, but Ezra Miller is, I guess, now known as The Flash to a lot of people because of the yeah. Justice League. So. Yeah, I need to check this one out. This one I have not seen. It's really good. It's really, like I said, it's not scary, but it's a thriller for sure. And it, it leaves the lasting effect. And the way that it's made is really, it's really, really shot. Awesome. Um, and then my number three, we had a whole episode on this movie, so we don't really have much to say <laughs> about it now. Halloween, the original, 1978. It is on Shudder. Uh, a few of the other ones are too. I think four and another one. But of course, the original is the best. If you haven't checked out our Halloween episode, um, check it out. It, we talked about the movie and the whole franchise on Halloween. So that was a fun one for us to do because Max and I are really big Halloween fans. And if you haven't seen this movie, you absolutely need to. You can't call yourself a horror fan if you haven't watched Halloween. And if you have seen it, well, it's on Shudder, so might as well watch it if you have Shudder. It's a great one. That's really, you know, that's all I got to say on that one. Yes, short and to the point. Agreed. If you haven't seen Halloween, well, finish listening to this episode. Go watch the other. Yeah. Go listen to the other episode and then go watch the movie. Or no, go watch the movie first and then go listen to our episode. We don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, there were spoilers. There were spoilers. Yeah. Awesome movie. Okay, now we're coming to my top two. Number two is Climax. This movie is absolutely insane. The first time I watched it, I was speechless, seriously speechless. Had to text so many people to be like, you got to watch this movie. I definitely messaged you and our coworker, Noam, and said, you need to watch Climax. It is, it is absurd. This one is on Amazon Prime. It's a 2018 movie. It's 824. Um, it's in French. It's directed by Gaspar Noy. Noi, um, and it is it, it's just insane from front front to back. It's basically about this ballet school in Fr in France, and they get together. They're having kind of like a like a camp thing, a, a dance camp. And the first night that they're there, they're doing their recital kind of thing, practicing, and then they kind of are like, all right, let's all just have fun. Let's start drinking. Let's just dance together. We're gonna you know get to know each other. So they do, and then it turns out that their sangria was actually spiked with something. I don't think this is a spoiler. I won't say what. Spiked with something, and the whole night turns into absolutely chaos. It's just chaos. People are, you know, having sex on the dance floor. They are fighting with each other. They are doing I don't want to get into spoilers but they're doing insane things because they're going insane they don't know that they were spiked with this drug so I mean I can't even imagine being on something and just thinking I'm drinking sangria so they don't realize what's going on they all start fighting crazy crazy stuff starts happening and you just feel awful for them the entire time you're on the edge of your seat the tension is insane and you can't believe like what you're seeing in front of your eyes. It's it's insane. I love French movies, and this one really, really did it for me. Amazon Prime, not for the faint-hearted. You got to be in the right mindset because, like I said, 
crazy stuff happens. I wish I could spoil stuff, but I can't. So that one needs to, you need to check it out. Yeah, I'm just going to say one word. I think visceral is a good way to describe that movie. Just with how, yes, shocking. It's a shocking movie as well. Oh, also, the whole movie is only two takes. So one of the takes is literally like 40 minutes long. It's like one shot. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It like follows each person throughout the house that they're in. It is so cool. Um, and then my number one, I'm glad that Max, you haven't seen this because I know you would have stolen it from me for your list. <laughs> my number one is Hereditary. This is one of the best horror movies I've ever seen and definitely the best I've seen in recent years. It came out in 2018. Um, A24 again, shout out to A24. We all love A24. Um, this was the director, the the debut, debut sorry, I can't talk, debut of um, director Ari Aster, who we also love. Um, it stars Tony Collette. Alex Wolf is actually in it. You might recognize him from, you know, the Naked Brothers band. <laughs> he was also in the movie My Friend Dahmer, which was really good. Um, and then Gabriel Byrne is in it as the dad. So it's about a family. Um, Tony Collette is the mom. Her mom had just passed away and she's kind of grieving that loss, um, trying to move on with, you know, her new life. And she has a daughter and a son. And basically, eh, this is so hard not to spoil. Basically, the son makes a huge mistake. There is another loss in the family. And it's, it's her trying to deal with it. And then it turns out the house might be haunted because of something her mom was involved in. It is insane. Tony Collette was robbed. She, I know there's always a stigma of like horror movies never get nominated for, you know, Golden Globes, Academy Awards, anything because they're horror and people don't take it seriously. No, Tony Collette is amazing. She needed at least a Golden Globe nomination. She deserved an Academy Award nomination, but. That's just wishful thinking there. Um, she is outstanding. This movie is scary. It is unpredictable. There are so many times where your jaw is literally just dropped. And it's fantastic. I love this movie so much. I would die for this movie. It's number one like on so many lists in my life. Um, that's Yeah, that's as much as I can give it. Yeah, I need to see it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I need to watch the movie. And... <laughs> I, I don't have to watch the movie to also praise Tony Collette. Just absolute legend is amazing in I'm Thinking of Ending Things, which. Yeah, you know, she was so good in that. Could have arguably made this list if you were going to work in like thrillers and mysteries and stuff like that. Yeah. Also amazing. But yeah, great list. Uh, capped off with the movie that I completely always just get berated to see. Like, go watch this movie. Um, yes. But I will. I will watch it, I promise. And. Yeah, great list. But before we get into my list, I'm going to do my first ever ad break. So we'll be right back after this. All right, and we're back. How did I do? Was that good? Perfect. I'm so good at that. I, I'm so good <laughs> at just cutting to a break. Um, <laughs> so yeah, on your list, I need to see The Lodge. I need to see Hereditary, I guess. And we need to talk I about guess. Kevin. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I'll watch those three movies. And I guess Creep 2 as well. Yeah. But overall, Paranormal Activity 3. I know you did last summer. Also two that I would have put on my list. But yeah. let's get into my list because we 
<laughs> when we were talking about this episode, we were like, all right, let's try to not have the same picks. And I like shotgunned half of the picks. I was like, this one's mine. I'm taking this one. So let's get into it. Number 10. This is one I did not have to shotgun because this is one Natalie was not going to put on her list, which is The Babysitter, the Netflix original directed by Mick G. Uh, it stars Tamara Weaving as B, who is this attractive babysitter who is babysitting this kid named Cole, played by Judah Lewis. And it's just like this movie could be called horror tropes instead of the babysitter <laughs> because it's all it plays on is just fun comedic parts of, of tying in horror and gore like if you're walking into this movie thinking like this is a netflix movie there's not going to be gore there's a surprising amount of gore and it's pretty good and it's also funny it's something you don't have to take completely seriously it's got robbie amell in it who's the the brother of stephen amell who many might know from the cw series arrow it's got king batch in it which was like, I was like, whoa. I was like, wait, King Batch is in this movie. <laughs> okay. I don't know where this is going. And it's also got Bella Thorne in it. It's, it's just a, a strange cast. And also Hannah Mae Lee, who everyone is, probably knows from the Pitch Perfect series. So mm. check out this movie. It's fun. It's only like an hour and 25 minutes. Natalie did not enjoy it when we watched it. She was not a fan. <laughs> I have yet to finish this movie because the last time I was kind of just like, this is dumb. But to be fair, I wasn't really going into it with the mindset of, oh, this, you know, might be just a fun, cheesy horror movie. You know, I do love those kind of movies. I need to get a, give it another shot, especially because did you watch the sequel? I kind of want to watch it, too. Even if it's dumb, might as well watch it. Yeah, I haven't seen the sequel yet, um, unfortunately waiting to watch because like after watching the first one i was like i don't know if i really need to watch the second one it's like yeah i kind of know what i'm getting myself into but a quick synopsis of it i mean cole is this this young kid who still has a babysitter and this whole argument about whether or not he still needs one and he's got a huge crush on his babysitter b played by samara weaving who is amazing and also will appear yeah. later on this list she is the the highlight of this of this two-part series i guess you want to call it on netflix mm -hmm. And she's into some demonic stuff. And then King Batch and Robbie Mel and Hannah Mae Lee and Bella Thorne show up. And that's all I'm going to say. Watch the movie. It's a fun time for an hour and 25 minutes. Or at the end of it, you're like, screw this guy for actually saying people <laughs> should watch this movie. But yeah, number 10, The Babysitter. Moving on to number nine. The one that I can only find now available on streaming services. I think this is a series that was a victim of all of this major cutting recently after Halloween. Because I could have sworn I saw a bunch of these like a month or two ago. Uh, is, yeah. Is Final Destination 5. Like, I could have sworn Netflix had like 1, 2, 3, and 4 like just a month ago. But HBO Max, highly recommend if you haven't uh, picked up a subscription to that. Pick it up. It's got a bunch of great HBO stuff on it. Some good horror picks here. And yeah. it's also got Love Life with Anna Kendrick, which is a amazing series. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, the fifth one in the series, which is arguably one of the best. I would probably rank it as, oh, that's tough. I mean, it probably ends up being fourth in the overall franchise, but it's not a bad movie just because how, how much I love uh, one, two, and three. Four is a steaming yeah. pile of crap. But the fifth one, I can't spoil like really anything about this movie at all. Just know it's the same premise as the rest of the Final Destination franchise. There's a terrible event. In this case, it's a bridge collapse. People die. Oh, wait. No, they didn't. It was something that this one kid had a premonition about. And then the movie plays out. 
and people die along the way. But there's a really good twist at the end of it, so I can't spoil it. Did you like the fifth one? Um, so I'm I watched all of these, you know, as I watched this one probably whenever it came out. Um I'm looking at like the Google images because I get them all mixed up, you know. Obviously they have a similar premise. Um so I don't particularly remember this one too much. I see the bridge, so I remember that, but I do not remember the twist. So maybe now that this is streaming, I should go revisit it. Yeah, it's fun. Like after being a fan of the series and after going through so many of them, be like, okay, what can they really do that different this time? The, yeah. the the cast is also super good at it, and they pull off like I don't say they have to pull off the twist, but you know halfway through the movie if you're picking up on context clues you kind of know what's coming but the the twist is good the, the cast is good emma bell uh nicholas dagnosto uh dagosto excuse me is uh the main character is sam lawton miles fisher is in it pj byrne uh arlen escarpetta david kutchner Courtney b vance and of course the man tony todd aka yeah mr bloodworth aka Candyman. it's it's a good time it's gory can turn your brain off and then when the twist happens you can turn your brain on and be like oh wow my brain was surprised by that <laughs> so yeah watch final destination 5 grab an hbo max trial or subscription whatever you want to do to watch it and you just completely just had to throw that graphic in did you do that <laughs> thanks i was just so taken yeah. aback by that in our script <laughs> but yeah, just, yeah that's terrible cgi and i'm gonna delete that thanks much appreciated for uh, anyone Oh, For anyone listening, when I was looking up images from this movie to kind of refresh my refresh my mind a bit, um, I found this particularly graphic one. Won't say what's happening in it, but I just threw it into our little podcast outline to surprise Max, and yeah, it did. It, so. it, that's, CGI is so bad in this movie. Um, <laughs> more practical effects in horror. More practical effects, the better your movie will be. Moving on, number eight on Netflix is Unfriended, a movie that again kind of in the vein of paranormal activity which kind of got people through marketing the Uh whole premise of this movie is a bunch of people are on a skype call and the skype call is haunted because they bullied this girl who is now dead and i can't really give much more away than that it's yeah it's a it's a fun and unique movie I really like this movie. I won't say, like, of course, I won't say this is one of the best horror movies ever made, but if you're looking for something that's just entertaining, like, while you're just chilling out, not trying to, you know, watch something super deep or emotional, this is it. Like, this is a really fun movie. Um, I think it's pretty new on Netflix because I don't remember seeing it on there and I would have watched it if I saw it on there. Um, Also, did you watch They Made a Sequel? in 2018 called unfriended dark web i have yet to see it but i remember the trailer looked like very similar to the first and that like a lot of graphic violence and gore so i was i was very into it um haven't seen it though <laughs> dark web is goofy i think the same kind of vein as the first one it has to do yeah. with this, instead of a, a haunting of a, of a girl it has to do with this uh, laptop that was found and it's supposedly like a really secret laptop. It's not like a haunted laptop but it's like a uh, a laptop from the black market or something like that. Oh no, sorry. The laptop connects to the dark web. So oh, that's duh. how they tie in the name to the series but yeah, check out the first one and then watch the second one if it interested you. You're not going to be really compl- like it's not like a series where it's going to keep 
picking up on the same thing. So yeah, yeah, I recommend Unfriended, just in the same way like Paranormal Activity be recommended to people. Just watch it once, experience it, and then make your thoughts on it. Yeah. Moving on to number seven. This is a movie that I don't know if you've seen it, but a movie nope. that I would recommend this to a lot of people. This movie is super underrated on Amazon Prime. It's called Better Watch Out. And if I had to describe this movie, it's Christmas. It's the babysitter from number 10, which is not a good start. But it's a more serious version of the babysitter tied in with Christmas and tied in with creepy children. So I don't want to give away the premise of this movie too much, but it is a psychological horror. I'll describe it in that sense is uh, directed by Chris Peckover, and it was an Australian movie. Uh, it had, well, at least there's a lot of Australian people involved in it. Uh, Olivia de Jong and Levi Miller, and also uh, Dakry Montgomery. Yeah, I just saw that. I was about to say it if you didn't. Big fan. Yeah, big fan from uh, Billy from Stranger Things. And then mm-hmm. also just casually Patrick Warburton and Virginia Madsen are in this movie. <laughs> just like, oh, two very big name actors. And if you watch The Babysitter first and then watch this, you're like, okay, I'm getting the same exact vibes. But this movie is just infinitely better. Uh, basically, same premise. Young kid has a babysitter, has a crush on the babysitter, and you know is trying to get with the babysitter. But you know, it's very inappropriate for a 12-year-old to be trying to hook up with a 17-year-old. And All the right. movie is very self-aware and does a great job at getting people – super interested in the movie and then just taking it and flipping it completely on its head. So go watch the movie. I don't want to spoil anything about it because it's the twist kind of happens pretty early on in the movie and the movie just takes a whole new spin from where you expect it to go and yeah. go watch it. You haven't seen it yet. If the, if you want me to watch Hereditary, you got to watch this movie. Yeah, I want to watch it because I've actually seen it on Amazon Prime when I'm just kind of browsing looking for something, but I hadn't heard of it. So I was kind of like, do I want to take the chance if it's really bad, you know? So now that you put in the good word, I will definitely watch it. Yeah, don't listen to the reviews if there are going to be bad reviews on it. Just trust me and watch this movie on Amazon Prime. Moving on now to number six is one of the best horror movies recently released in the past decade one of the best zombie movies of all time a korean movie by the name of train to busan which is available on netflix or amazon prime rather right now have you seen train to busan i have not it's been on my watch list for years like i've had it on my letterbox for so long and i'm always just like all right yeah that's one that we could watch but I only, I honestly think the runtime might be the only reason I haven't seen it just because usually I'm tired and I'm kind of, oh no, it's only two hours. So never mind. I'm thinking something else. Um, I want to watch this movie really badly and it's always the type of thing where I'm like, okay, here are a few options. This one is always in the options and for some reason I never get to it. So let's hear your spoiler free review on it and maybe I'll watch it. Sure. Uh, so it's a again, like I mentioned, it's a Korean movie. I feel like this movie got a lot of hype after Parasite came out because people mm-hmm. were like, "Wow, there are great movies that come out of Korea," and and everyone, a lot of people were like, "Duh!" Like, uh, did you yeah. not know this? Um, and Train to Busan starts off as a chemical leak at a plant, 
there's a zombie apocalypse and we go from there and it's more of an action horror movie in the same vein of dawn of the dead the uh zack snyder version the the remake in 2004 Mm -hmm. so again i don't want to spoil it too much but train stations zombies great acting a, a movie that uh, deserves all the praise that I can get for being a zombie movie because you know for zombie movies you're gonna fall into uh, a bucket and be like this is where all the zombie movies go we, we know what we're getting here but mm-hmm. this movie is nonstop balls to the wall edge of your seat stuff all the time and I don't know if I would say I like it more than Dawn of the Dead because Dawn of the Dead has holds a sentimental place in my heart mm-hmm. but highly recommend this movie had a sequel come out this year uh in july called peninsula so yeah go watch this if you haven't seen parasite for some reason go watch parasite yeah that's on hulu i was thinking like should we put that on a list but it's not horror you know yeah it's like social commentary thriller yes it's really good so good and yeah it's on hulu yeah so go watch train to busan fantastic and then go watch dawn of the dead wherever dawn of the dead is because i love that movie um (laughs) So yeah, that's number six. Moving on to number five, another HBO Max movie. The second one on the list is It Chapter One. And just Chapter One. <laughs> so yeah. It Chapter One came out in 2017. Everyone was super excited for an It remake to hit the screen. Directed by Andy Machete. And I can't say enough good things about this movie as a Stephen King adaptation and as a remake of the famed TV series from years ago stars Jaden Lieber Lieberher how how do you pronounce his name (laughs) how do you pronounce his name the Jaden one yeah Lieberher wait no Jaden Martell Martell oh Oh, wait oh it's the same guy he just yeah he changed his name that's odd yeah Uh, I literally was like yeah his name's Jaden and then I was like wait previously credited as Jaden Lieberher interesting Martell just like Alien Martell from, uh, and Oberyn Martell from Game of Thrones, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyway. You, you were like, wait, who the hell is that? I was like, Bill Denbro. We just talked about this guy 10 minutes ago. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. He changed his name. Interesting fact. Um, Interesting. Yeah. He's the leader of the Losers Club. You've got uh, Sophia Lillis, who plays Beverly Marsh. Finn Wolfhard is Richard Tozer. Uh, Wyatt Olaf is Stanley Uris. It's just, uh, and, who else? Jeremy Ray Taylor has been Hanscom. Uh, Mike Hanlon, Chosen Jacobs. Just the entire children's cast in this movie is so good. And not enough praise can be said to Bill Skarsgård's performance as Pennywise yes. the Clown. And yeah, this movie is just one of the best Stephen King adaptations of all time. And also one of the best horror movies recently, like released in this decade. It's up there. It, it grossed $701 million at the box office from a $35 million budget. And, I mean, how I would describe it. I mean, there are a bunch of kids. And, you know, one day during the rain, this kid, Bill, his, bro- his brother decides to run off into the street and play in the rain. And he meets a clown in the sewer. And the clown eats him. And, and we go from there. <laughs> I know it's funny it's like it's funny explaining a story that so many people know and has been told so many times you know um but yeah I also love this 
this movie. Um, big fan of the book. One of my favorite books ever, not even just horror. Um, and like you said, the children are awesome in this movie. Um, also, I don't know if you mentioned the actor Je uh, Jack Gil Dylan Grazer. Oh, he plays as, as, Eddie. As Eddie, yeah, Eddie is. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he is such a good actor, not to, you know, pivot too much, but he's in this HBO show called We Are Who We Are that just finished. Oh my god, amazing actor. But that just shows, like, the cast of it, so good. The kids, like, there are so many great kid actors now. I always, there have been so many great ones, but I think now that, you know, the rise of shows like Stranger Things and, you know, like, teen shows that are actually being made really well, we're seeing some really great kids. And, uh... Yeah, it, this is a really great one. I thought it. I thought they did a really great job. Yeah, I mean, again, Skarsgård is amazing. The Skarsgård yeah. family as a whole, just acting, history. Yeah. Um, and you know, you saw Finn Wolfhard on here, who's coming off the yeah. hype of Stranger Things. You're like, okay, this movie's going to be carried by him. But playing Richie Tozer, he he's not the main kid in the group. It's really, yeah. it's really Bill and Jaden Martell, as he's now known as. <laughs> Is just so good. I, I all of the kids from it are gonna have amazing careers, in my opinion. And I agree. There's just so much about this movie. I mean, this movie went through so many scripts and directors. I know. And for it all to come out to just being the fifth highest grossing R-rated movie of all time is insane. And go watch Chapter One, Chapter Two. Whenever we do our like Stephen King retrospective episode or just it retrospective <laughs> episode. We went to go see it again with our coworker Gnome, and we were just so unhappy with that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not to get into it too much, but I mean, it's hard when you have the source material is so heavy. There's so much that goes on, and it's such a long book. And, you know, I thought going into it that uh, splitting it into two movies was the best way to go about it, but the second one was just not executed well at all. And I think that's when the story really gets awesome and they had some great actors in the movie too but it just mm -mm, didn't do didn't do so well yeah the the acting list for chapter two is even crazier than the first one because you got jessica chastain james mcavoy yeah. bill hader bill uh, hader isaiah mustafa <laughs> james ransom it's just a great list and it's not a bad movie it's just yeah i, I feel like it's a little disappointing for most so yeah, agreed Go watch Chapter 1. Chapter 2 is also available on on HBO. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to watch Chapter 2 after it, which you kind of have to. You can't just watch Chapter 1 and be like, great story. <laughs> you got to figure out yeah. what happens in the second part. Go watch it. Highly rate the first one. But moving on to number 4 now. Another Ari Aster movie, and one that I love, and the one I've seen, <laughs> is Midsummer, <laughs> Available on H on uh, Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. All, all the great A24 movies are really available on Amazon Prime. Midsummer. The sequel, spiritual sequel, I guess, <laughs> to Hereditary, uh, directed by Ari Aster, starring Florence Pugh, Jack Rayner, uh, and the two leads is Danny and Christian, who go to Sweden, and they go to a, uh, a festival, a midsummer festival. And yeah. crazy stuff happens at this festival. And this movie is not as scary as Hereditary. I haven't seen Hereditary, but I can just <laughs> I can just say that knowingly, it's not as scary. Um, but I think this movie tells a great story with great acting, and in the same way that you say like your jaws on the floor, 
yeah with hereditary when i was seeing midsummer i was just like i wasn't like on the edge of my seat but i was like leaning over and just being like okay what is going to happen next because <laughs> i was just super interested um yeah and yeah it's just a again a, it's more creepy i'd say it's a creepy movie it is yeah and it keeps that tone throughout like you kind of just know bad things are going to happen I also, you know, I was critical of this movie just because I was riding that hereditary high. I had extremely high expectations for this movie, and I still think it's a good movie. I was just disappointed uh, when you compare the two. But I think the opening before the uh, the opening credits is absolutely insane. Perfect opening to a horror movie I've seen in so long. It is so creepy. I was watching that, and when the you know the credits start to roll in the beginning, the opening credits, I was like, "Damn, that killed it!" Obviously, not gonna give any spoilers, but it is devastating. It's so sad, so scary, so much happens, and that really set the tone. So I was kind of also hoping it was going to be that great throughout the whole thing, and in my opinion, it wasn't. But it's still a good movie, and I still think it's definitely worth watching. Yeah. Do you think you kind of felt because it's a really bright movie, you know? Yeah. Do you think that kind of affected your overall opinion of it or no? I'm not sure because I think there were a lot of strong parts to it. In my opinion, I think it kind of drags on at the end. Um, so looking at the runtime now, it's two hours, 18 minutes, which, you know, is longer than the usual movie, but not extremely long. It wouldn't like turn me off, but it felt long to me. Like, I really felt those two hours and 18 minutes. Um, so I think that it kind of just dragged at the end. I think, like, it didn't really know what the ending, what they wanted the ending to be. Um, and I did like the way that it ended, but I think it took a long time to get there. Yeah, that's fair. I would agree with that. Also, my one quick anecdote about the opening, which is super good. A <laughs> guy in the theater, theater was packed opening weekend for this movie. <laughs> A guy yeah. walks into the theater, turns on his iPhone flashlight, and is like, you're in my seat to some guy like three downs row. And everyone's <laughs> like, bro, like, figure it out later. Just do, <laughs> like, I don't know what you got to do, but whatever you're doing right now is not the thing to do. Obviously, of course, if someone's sitting in a seat, that's not okay. And you should yeah. probably fix that. But, like, come on. Like, we all know how big of a movie this is on uh, – on just like everyone's radar just everyone yeah. please let's just all look at the screen and, and turn our our phones off and not shine a bright iphone flashlight at somebody <laughs> so yeah go watch midsummer and give us your thoughts on it but yeah moving on to number three a fan favorite of mine one of my top five movies i think of all time really i love this movie so much uh available on amazon prime is the cabin in the woods which is directed by Drew Goddard and produced by Josh Sweden, who a lot of people might know from Firefly and Serenity and, you know, Marvel. Um, yeah. <laughs> stars Kristen Connolly, Chris Hemsworth, Anna Hutchinson, Jesse Williams, friends, Fran Kranz. And this movie is, again, a Scream-like movie where it's very meta. It's very self-aware of what's going on. And mm. it... Basically, has the same premise as Evil Dead. Five kids. I want to say kids. They're all adults. But they go to a cabin in the woods, as the movie titles. And, you know, you think, okay, something evil is going to come and, and haunt these people. But at the same time, you're getting this subplot of people underground, played by Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins. Who, Richard Jenkins, of course, is 
the impregnable dad in Step Brothers. <laughs> and you're like, what's going on here? I don't understand why this is tying into the movie. And then it all pays off about 25 minutes into the movie. And you're just like, yo, this movie is awesome. It's not super scary. It's mm-hmm. a fun time. It's it's like a really fun time. And yeah, basically, like, I can't really give the twist away if people haven't seen the movie. <laughs> no. but, yeah, but go watch it. This is a one of the best horror movies I think of of all time if you're going to like for modern horror if you're going to put it up there. Mhm. This is a movie that I saw. I don't think I watched it in theaters, but I watched it when it came out. So this came out in 2011. And to be honest, like I didn't have that strong of feelings about it. I don't really know why. I don't really remember anything being wrong with it. I think that I just wasn't that into it. Maybe I wasn't paying attention enough, I'll admit it. So this is definitely one of those movies that I always think like I got to go back and check that out just because of the great reviews that it always gets in. You know, people like you and other friends of mine have said it's one of their favorites. So I definitely slept on this one and have to go back to it. Yeah, give it a watch because it's just, again, it's just fun. It's a really fun horror movie. It doesn't completely scare your pants off. And Mm -hmm. there is um, a fun surprise at the end for horror fans out there. Uh, A very special cameo at the end. So, yeah, go ahead and watch it. Cabin in the Woods, number three on the list. Now we get into the top two. And this first one was one that I shotgunned because this one had to go on my list. A movie that we both absolutely love on HBO Max. The third one from the list here is Ready or Not. Yeah. Such a, I don't want to say underrated, but I feel like people might have just slept on this movie completely. Yeah, I think it was underrated, honestly, because I think I know maybe like one or two people that have seen it and that's about it. So... I think it was slept on for sure. Yeah. So this movie came out in 2019. Um, described again as a, a fun horror movie. Uh, yeah. Starring Samara Weaving in the lead role as Grace Le Domas, uh, who is recently married into this family, uh, who have a, uh, a a rich background. They are very wealthy people. And yeah. you get a quick vibe from the movie that this family is, you know, uptight you know, a, a little snotty and they know they're rich and they, they're not afraid of flaunting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she marries uh, this, this guy named Alex and you quickly meet the rest of the family. Uh, Andy McDowell plays Becky, who's Alex's mom. Adam Brody is in it, who Adam Brody is great. He plays he Daniel. Is. And I, we can talk about this one cause it's not really a spoiler, but the yeah. the movie plays out uh, on their wedding night. They have to play a game because, funny enough, the family's wealth comes from the gaming, the board game uh, yeah. uh, industry. industry. Yeah, <laughs> like what a weird way to get your wealth. <laughs> Just the board game <laughs> industry. Um, and she ends up drawing a card that says hide and seek. And you're like, oh, cool. Hide and seek. I'm in a big mansion. This should be fine. And quickly, it is not fine. Uh, because it turns out that hide and seek is the one game that she wasn't supposed to play that night. So mm-hmm. leaving it at that, this again, just fun. This movie is just a blast. Samar weaving is absolutely excellent. And it gives you vibes of your next. If you haven't seen your next. Yeah. Where, That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. Strong female lead who continuously gets stronger and stronger throughout the movie. You know, not the typical final girl of just 
outlasting her her fellow friends as they're being killed off one by one by the killer. You're put in the shoes of Samara Weaving, and she turns into an absolute badass. And yeah, this movie's awesome. Yeah, I love this movie. It's so fun, and I watched it. I watched it recently when it was came onto HBO Max. I remember it was like. HBO Max said, like, coming soon, and I was kind of counting down the days to be able to easily watch it again because I loved it so much the first time. And my boyfriend isn't a huge fan of horror, so, you know, I had to be really picky and choosy with the ones that I make him watch or else, you know, he won't be into it, but he was really into this movie. So anyone listening, if, you know, you want to watch it with someone and they're not particularly horror fans, this one is so fun that I don't really think it's, you know, just for horror people. Agreed. Give it a watch. Let us know what you think. It could have gotten number one on my list, honestly, for horror movies currently streaming. But number one, what? number one was reserved for our favorite movie of last year. I would say it's fair to say uh, a lot of people's favorite movies currently available on Amazon Prime in the A24 family is Robert yeah. Eggers' The Lighthouse. So The Lighthouse stars... Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe in this black and white movie where these two people are working at a derelict lighthouse on just a, a rock. Yeah. <laughs> and you quickly learn about the tales of Ephraim Winslow and Thomas Wake and all the crazy stuff that they have to go through while working on this lighthouse. And this movie is stellar from front to back. It's not going to scare your pants off. It's not going to, you know, cause you nightmares or anything like that. But this movie will have your eyes glued to the screen for its entire runtime. It's only an hour and 49 minutes. It's uh, it's so good. I can't say enough about this movie. Yeah. As we talk about this movie, I like get giddy thinking about it just because I know you and I and our coworker Noam are so obsessed with this movie. It is outstanding. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, it is creepy. I wouldn't say it's scary. It's creepy, but it's also hilarious in some scenes. And it's the type of thing where you're watching and you're not, you're not sure if you're supposed to be laughing because it's so uncomfortable. But also, like, you feel like you just can't not laugh, but you also feel like you shouldn't laugh. It's, it's really, really interesting. It's so entertaining. It is a little confusing, which I love. You know, I love things that are abstract. And Robert Eggers just killed it per usual. He is awesome. Yeah. As someone who had to live up to how critically acclaimed The Witch was. Yeah. And you attach Willem Dafoe, who's obviously a well-renowned actor, and Robert Pattinson for, I feel like, a large generation, a large population of people are like, I don't want to watch a movie with Edward Cullen in it. What's that going to be about? But Robert Pattinson is a very, very good actor. Oh, yeah. And they're he's, just... He's amazing. Yeah, there are so many roles that you can point to after the Twilight and, and you know, sparkling in the sunlight franchise yeah. of just of just prime acting and being so good. And once you get to the lighthouse and you just, like, watch this man work with Willem Dafoe, it's so good. And I think a great point that you brought up as well and, and something we can end my list on is that a24 movies as a whole, and especially The Lighthouse, when you walk out of the theater or you, you turn off your TV and you're done watching it, you're just like, you're thinking, you're constantly thinking about it. You're like, okay, I think I need to watch that movie again. And you just want to discuss it. You want to talk about it. It just, it provokes so much 
uh, thought and discussion that this movie had to be number one. It's, it was my favorite movie of last year. It is quickly yeah. went into my top five of all time just with how amazing the cinematography is, the, the acting, and this this movie deserves way more praise at the oh, Academy yeah. Awards. Like, well, I'm talking Oscar for Defoe, Oscar for Pattinson. Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah, I know that it was nominated for Best Cinematography at the Academy Awards, but that was it. It definitely deserved way more. Like you said, Pattinson and Defoe, they worked so well together. I need to see them team up again because they're two of my favorites. Um, and yeah, it's a great one. I think we did a really good job on our list of picking. So when I look for a horror movie, I think there's two kinds that I really like. One is like The Lighthouse, psychological, it's really going to make you think it's made well and, you know, you're going to think about it for at least a few days later. And then the other, which is just gore, action, the acting might not be good, but you're at the edge of your seat and you're very entertained. I think those are the two, like, main um, genre-ish that I look for in horror and I think we really nailed it with both of them. So we have stuff in here for everybody. Yeah, I think, agreed. There's classics there's recent releases there are ones you might have slept on there's ones that have been flown around for some time that people might see and be like i don't know if i really want to watch that but you mm. know if it's getting recommended then sure maybe i'll pick it up so yeah great job we we both have some homework to do now on movies that we need to watch from each other's lists which is also good. yeah yeah that's exciting now i know what i'm gonna watch this weekend when i have nothing to watch <laughs> yeah the babysitter right <laughs> yeah Okay, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not. Um, okay, so I guess that is that for our episode. Please let us know if you watched any of these movies and you enjoyed them or if you hated them. Like, we'll take it. We would love the feedback. You can tweet at us. Um, my Twitter is at Natalie Zamora with two A's at the end. Max is at Odd Slice. And then, of course, if you're feeling like you're in a good mood, you really like us, you liked one part of the episode, go to Apple Podcasts, give us a good review. We'll really, really love it. It'll make our week uh, probably longer than that. And uh, we'll see you next week, Black Friday, November 27th. It's almost December. I don't know how I feel about it. But, yeah, we'll get another episode going next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.